Welcome to Sound Off. For the next three hours, let your voices be heard about the things that are important to you. The hardworking men and women of the Northland who pay more than their fair share of taxes. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. To Sound Off, call Brad now, 218-722-0839 or 888-KDAL610. Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bat. Good morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome to Sound Off on a Tuesday edition. Man, we got a lot to talk about, but before we start anything else, Kenny, I want to read you a quote out of the morning take this morning, okay? All right. Are you ready? Now, for the record, what is the morning take? The Morning Take is a uh, a website that I go to every week, every day. It's put out by Minnesota pol- politician types, but it talks about the state budget and it talks about who's doing what politically, and it and it even talks about sports deals. For okay. example, it talks about tonight's game being a big deal for hockey and that kind of stuff. But here is what here is the lead to it. As much as everybody talks about the 91 blizzard all the time, if the higher end of the models we look at verify, this could be the storm people talk about going forward, said meteorologist Nick Carletta with the National Weather Service. All right. <laughs> let, let the action start. Let the action begin. Let's get it all. Let it begin. Come on. <laughs> Well, Bring it on. <laughs> you know, Brad, it's interesting because all forecasters, even here in Duluth, uh, the Twin Cities, uh, parts of uh, Wisconsin, they're all saying that, and this has been going on now for the past three days, and nothing's really yeah. changed, that we're going to get a lot of snow, and we could see anywhere from, well, it depends on where you're at, eight inches to upwards of uh, 20 or more. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've seen, too. Now, that doesn't mean that's going to happen in the Duluth area. In fact, most of the projections I'm looking at say that it looks like it could be a little thicker in the state of Minnesota from a band just south of the Twin Cities to just south or just north of Hinkley. We're going to get snow, no doubt about it, but yes. maybe not as much as the rest of the state. Well, yeah. we're in, a, in an area of uncertainty, uh, the Twin Ports and Points North. But we're also in an area where we could see a, some heavy snowfall. So how much snow will we see? Will it be a lot of snow? It could be a lot of snow. So that's what forecasters are trying to do right now. Right now they're saying, uh, let's see, a snowfall, uh, expected snowfall today through Thursday. Twin Ports, 6 to 11 inches. You go down to Rice Lake, Wisconsin, 14 to 20. Uh, Phillips, Wisconsin, yeah. 14 to 20. Ashland, 13 to 20. It's going to be a lot of snow, Brad. It is going to yeah. be a lot of snow. And, you know, the good thing and, about that is, is that, A, I have all my shovels out. They've been out since last year. You got them greased up a little bit to just spray a little WD-40 yes. on them or anything? That's kind of a key, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got them all That's duct good. taped where they're uh, falling apart a little bit, and they're good to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the the, kid, the the big question, though, is does Jan get out there and help you a little bit? Oh, she's helped from time to time, Yeah. Yeah, we're a I, team. I know the rebel does. I've seen rebel out there running around jumping no, in the no, snow and no, helping. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't really help. He, you know, <laughs> growls at the shovel, tries to grab the shovel. He interrupts more than helps. Uh, but sure. we have fun. <laughs> okay. 
So, uh, so I got to ask the question. Um, a, a lot of the media this morning is talking about what we were talking about yesterday, the fact that Joe Biden mysteriously just showed up in the Ukraine. Now, today he's uh, he's over in uh, Warsaw, Poland. But uh, but a lot of a lot of the local media is saying, uh, hey, what's what's the deal here? What's with Biden going to the Ukraine offering to spend millions and perhaps billions of dollars for them. And he hasn't even gone the maybe, what is it, 150 miles outside of D.C. to a little place called East Palestine, Ohio? Yeah, it's shameful. You know, that place, it is kind of, it isn't is. it? I mean, you know, it, it's almost like he's trying to become the world president instead of the president of the United States. I mean, this is a... This is an issue that is very important to a lot of people in the Ohio Valley regional area, a major train derailment. And as far as I know, even his transportation secretary hasn't gone there yet. You know, the ever popular Pete Buttigieg. I mean, he's talked about it, but he hasn't shown up, I don't think. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's that's what a lot of the media is. Joe Biden is being criticized online for making a surprise trip to Ukraine rather than to East Palestine, Ohio. Biden uh, delivered remarks at uh, at Marlinsky. I think that's how they pronounce it. Marinsky Palace announcing an additional half a billion dollars in U.S. assistance which includes shells for howitzers, anti-tank missiles, air surveillance radar, and other stuff. And then, then did you love this? I mean, does this administration not think the long term at all? Because at the same time this was going on, or maybe actually a little before this, Anthony Blinken, now what, what is Anthony Blinken to the Biden administration? Is he their secretary of state? I think, isn't he? I believe so. Anyway, he meets with the with the uh, undersecretary of China and tells uh, tells the Chinese delegation, uh, look, you know, if you're going to uh, think about sending war materials to uh, uh, to Russia, you better not do it because, boy, that would be real serious. This is the same guy that has spent a hundred billion dollars of military aid to the Ukraine. And we're telling somebody else, don't think about doing it. Say, I am so glad that we have Chad on the air with us this morning. Uh, Chad, uh, Chad from Dead on Arms. Chad, you have said on the air publicly many, many times, uh, elections have consequences. That, that is, is correct, Brad. You, you hit it right it, on the it, head there. Yeah. Is that basically what we are seeing right now with this uh, bill from John Marty and Liz Bolden? that S, uh, Senate file 1723 that that will do if you if you can uh, if you can give me just a half a minute here, it will register all firearms. It will register all magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds. It will register all 50 caliber firearms. It will ban purchasing uh, essentially any new semi-automatic rifle. Uh, mandatory lost and stolen reporting. In other words, if you have somebody steal your weapon, man, you better get into the police department and report it right away. No, you cannot purchase more than one gun over 30 days. Uh, you would be required to obtain a permit to own a firearm, not to carry one, but just to own one. And on and on and on. I mean, this 
This bill looks to me like possibly the biggest infringement on our constitutional rights that I have ever seen. So, Brad, now, now that we now that we're on that, you know, normally I talk about dead on arms, but you know, everybody knows how great of a shop we have. Let's talk a little bit about what's really going on in the state of Minnesota. You know, these lawmakers, as they call themselves, they are representatives. They're supposed to represent the people, which is us. And they right. take an oath to uphold the Constitution so of, the, of the United States and the state of Minnesota. And there's a reason why that's in there like that. is because in the state of Minnesota, and I'm going to give a little education time, in the state of Minnesota, we do not have a Second Amendment in our state constitution. So automatically, we, re- we revert back to the federal Second Amendment. Right. It says, shall not be infringed. So, and as I read that bill yesterday, as everybody was sending it to me, I read it in depth, and it clearly states right at the beginning, this does not violate your Second Amendment rights. Well, first <laughs> off, everything about it does. Yeah. You know, even in the, even in the Brady Bill... It clearly states that you cannot keep a registry of firearms. So there, there's all kinds of discrepancies, not to mention it goes against the Second Amendment, but there's all kinds of discrepancies in there that go against a lot of other federal bills that are out there. Oh, yeah. You, so you know, what's the best? What's, excited what's, about this stuff? Oh, well, no, I want everybody to get excited, but more than that, what's the best way for us to fight this? Do we have, do should we flood Senator Marty and uh, and this Liz Molden's phone lines? Uh, send them postcards. Send them what? Uh, we got to somehow let let these people know that this, you know, just because they have the majority now in the DFL party doesn't mean that they can run roughshod over everybody's constitutional rights. No, and, we, and, and here's the flip side to that, Brad, and I, and I talked about this during the campaign. You know, I'm not a candidate anymore, so I can talk about this stuff on the air. When I was out campaigning as a candidate, you know, I had to educate people on the powers of the sheriff. They can pass anything they want down at the state. seems like they do it anyway. They don't, they don't care what our rights are, what they're violating. They just write stuff up and they just pass it. But it is on our sheriffs whether they're going to be enforced or not. And the sheriff takes an oath also to uphold the Constitution. That is your chief law enforcement officer. And everything that I said on the campaign trail is coming true throughout America. Look at Illinois. A lot of sheriffs have stood up and said, we will not enforce that, being that violates the Second Amendment. And, you know, I would like to see how many sheriffs in the state of Minnesota are going to stand by their oath and stand up for us, we the people. That is a question. Well, I'll tell you, I think we as a population, we as gun owners, we as uh, citizens have to have to stand up and start uh, taking responsibility for our rights. And we're going to have to get together, uh, get an organization going or something, put some real pressure on these people. Not only John Marty and Liz Bolden, but also our own representatives to let them know you can't take our constitutional God given rights away from us. No, you know, Brad, there there is a town hall meeting on Sunday. There is a town hall meeting on Sunday in Hermantown at the the Christ of Peace Church. Uh, I don't have the address. I think it's 507 LeVake Road, something like 5007 LeVake Road, that Natalie Lezesna car is holding. And I got a call on that yesterday asking me if I'd be interested in attending, and I said yes. 
and I and I heard that they sent an invite out to Gordon Ramsay also. So hopefully Good. that individual will be there. You know, you can write all the letters you want saying it opposes our Second Amendment, but at the end of the day, if they pass it, are you going to enforce it? Yeah, there you go. Well, folks, uh, I want to make sure that you understand we're talking to Chad, the owner of Dead on Shooting Range this morning, the finest uh, little retail and shooting range anywhere in the country, in my estimation, located about eight miles north on Highway 2 coming out of Proctor. You can go up there. They love to have you stop in and take a look around. You can give them a call at 729-9689 or simply go online to deadonshootingrange.com and you can find out a lot about classes and uh, maybe even a little bit about your constitutional rights. So thank you so much, uh, Chad, and we're going to really keep an eye on this one for sure. Not only an eye on it, we're going to try to keep active on it. So I appreciate your time this morning. Kenny, we got to go to our first break. We'll be right back. Time is 11:25, 12 above at the Army Corps of Engineer. Winds are out of the northwest at about four, five miles an hour. Yesterday in Duluth, Brad, we got up to 22. Normal this time of the year is 27. Five was the low yesterday. Eight is normal this time of the year. Record high for February 21st. Are you ready? Let's go back 146 years to 1877. 57 degrees on this day. Yeah, 18. We're having a heat wave. 1877. If that were to occur today, it would be a climate emergency. Yes, it would. (laughs) 27 below the record low for this date 60 years ago in 1963, and the sun will set tonight at 542. And I'm going to make a call, Brad. Thursday is yeah. Thursday is February 23rd, and they're calling for uh, quite a bit of snow here in the Twin Ports. Yeah. The record snowfall for February 23rd is 3.9 inches. Oh, that's gone. That's a record that has stood for 130 years. Back it's in gone. A- back in 1893, 3.9 inches of snow fell on February 23rd, and no, there hasn't been more snow than that in 130 years. Until on this day. today, or until this Thursday. <laughs> this Thursday, I'm making a call. We're going to break that record on the 23rd of 3.9 inches. So stay tuned for that. Yesterday, officially, in Duluth, we got 2.6 inches. That puts us at 85.7 on the season. Okay, I was going to ask you that. So you got 2 point, what did you say for the day? 2.5? 2.6 yesterday, officially. 2.6, okay. Yep. I thought you got a little bit. Yeah, they were calling nice. for 3 to 6. So we were on the low end of what they were calling for, but nonetheless, two point six. We're going to get a lot but more boy, than that. I'll tell you this one, Kenny. You are yeah. you, you you are right to be serious because I've yeah. seen this thing on the national weather map, and it is strung yeah. out all the way back to the east coast, and it's going to be all the way across America. You know, you would you would ask you, you would ask me if my wife helps shovel. Not only does she help me shovel, you wouldn't believe what she does around the house. When she well, I can imagine, Brad. She took the entire carpet out of the dining room and exposed this beautiful hardwood flooring. She bought a nice set of tables and chairs and really made it look nice. 
it blew me away. And oh, by the way, she made her famous uh, her award winning minestrone soup the other day. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, speaking of food item, you know today's another uh, another national day, National Pancake Day. I saw and this that. isn't uh, yeah, and this isn't even uh, what is the big pancake festival we have every year in spring? Uh, oh, the Lions it, uh, Day, uh, Lions Club, Lions, Lions Club, Club, sure. Lions. You, you ever go down to those? I've actually worked those in the past. They're kind of fun. I I have been down, not too often. I've only been down a handful of times over the years, and. Uh, I'm probably due for a, a, a visit maybe this year. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, you might want to do that. Listen, we uh, before we go to our CBS News, I want to get Tom from Port Wing in here. Uh, Tom, are you hearing any news about the uh, polling? Uh, are people showing up at the polls in Wisconsin today? You're, you know, today's the day. you got to vote for uh, state Supreme Court justice. Yeah, that would be Daniel Kelly. There and you go. No, I haven't heard anything. It's, you know, unfortunate. That as big a situation as this is for Wisconsin, uh, there's probably not going to be a lot of people that are going to turn out in this primary. Um, it's it's just unfortunate. Really, really important. Get out and vote for Daniel Kelly. Um, there you go. I, I calmed down some since yesterday when I talked to you about the President of the United States going to uh, – Ukraine, and yeah. I, I'm I'm still mad about it uh, because I just imagine only what it, we would be doing today had something horrible happened to that man. He is oh. still the president of the United States. It was foolish. He must have the stupidest people that are his handlers, or they're intentionally trying to do this guy in. But. <laughs> I mean, the more I look at it, Brad, the worse it gets. And to have this fawning media bragging the two of these fools up as somehow brave and, and you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's I, even, I have even seen I have even seen media this morning, Tom, say, oh, you know, he's such a brave and, uh, and strong leader. Uh, Donald Trump wouldn't even go to Afghanistan. He was so afraid of going to Afghanistan. Well, you know, I don't care if it was George Bush or Donald Trump or Barack Obama. I don't like it when these guys stick their neck out like that. And in particular, in this situation, Brad, there's just I I can think of uh, 10 different scenarios where this would we would be talking this morning about the uh, the war that's coming our way. Oh, yeah. There would be conspiracy theories galore as to what exactly brought this on, how did it happen, who was in charge, and so on and so forth. I mean, if ever we dodged a bullet with this administration, it literally happened yesterday. And No, no doubt know, about it. Think about it, Kenny. If 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 they had gotten lucky, if if Russia had gotten lucky and snuck a missile in and took out the president of the United States, all they would have had to do was say, "Oh, we didn't even know he was there. We were just firing missiles. I were in a war with them, and uh, we were firing missiles, and uh, he just happened to be in the zone." But we would have Democrats, as Tom said, running to the to the dais at the Senate and House of Representatives, begging to declare war against Russia right now. Amen. There you go. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, Tom, thank you so much. You know what? We got to go to our CBS News break. Got a lot to talk about this morning, folks. So we'll be back shortly. KDAL. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. First thing in the morning. I wake up, I turn on the radio. And all day long. Gotta know what's happening in my city. What's going on in my backyard. Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. Check in throughout the day for the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. Let me know what was going on in the local community. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 1136. I've got four above at Eveleth right now. West wind at five, six below on the wind chill. And uh, Superior checks in, fair skies, 11. Relatively light winds and northwest at five. But boy, did we get cold this morning. Uh, Superior dipped down this morning. How cold did they get? Looks like maybe... Maybe six, uh, six for a low. I had five above at the uh, K Ranch this morning, and that was probably the coldest five above I ever felt. It felt like twenty below. <laughs> now, now, Kenny, let me ask you this: uh, this snow, uh, whatever that we're supposed to be getting here, are are there are there going to be winds with it as well? Is there going to be some increased uh, wind whipping around, blowing the stuff around? Yes, and I'm glad you asked, Brad, because that's going to be a big component in this. We're going to have a lot of snowfall, but yes, there's going to be areas where there's going to be low visibility, especially around Lake Superior. Blizzard conditions are possible. The South Shore will have the best chance at seeing those conditions. The strong wind will also cause waves to build. Now, this is Wednesday afternoon into Thursday. Waves 10 to 20 feet will be possible from the Twin Ports along the South Shore. And uh, yeah, wind is going to be a big component of this as we move along. And this is going to be this is going to be a doozy, Brad. Yeah, yeah, it certainly sounds like. Well, as the um, meteorologist said this morning, uh, if if it works out and uh, you know gets to the uh, to the model that everybody is talking about, if it gets to that level, we could forget about the storm of '91, the blizzard of '91, and this might be the one we're talking about. Until who knows when, when the next, maybe 100 years from now, when the next big one comes along. Yeah, today's going to be that bit of a lull. Uh, we're gonna, we have sunshine right now here in the Twin Ports. Now, tonight, snow likely, uh, but it's going to be late tonight. Going to see an inch or two here in the Twin Ports. And then Wednesday, and that's going to be kind of the, the prequel to, the, uh, to what we have coming. And then Wednesday is when things really kick into gear. We could see winds gust as high as 40. But Wednesday, oh. Wednesday night and Thursday... Winds could gust as high as 50 miles an hour here. Now, this is the Twin Ports forecast, and these winds will be out of the north, and uh, we're going to have snow blowing as well, and uh, can't wait. And it could be could be real snow, too. I mean, you could be <laughs> 10, 12, 20 inches or more you see, in some cases. Isn't this exciting? Now, down in Florida, you don't have this much excitement with your forecast. God, no. no. I mean, we're looking at 77 and sunny, not a cloud yeah, in the sky. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, I want to get back into this story a little bit about Biden in the Ukraine yesterday, uh, because there's a couple of other things that came out here uh, that that, uh, I'm sure most people are not aware of. For example, as Kenny had mentioned yesterday, I believe, we're we're up to like $100 billion already that we've committed. Um, The the 500... Uh, 500 million that he committed yesterday, just kind of as a little throw in. Oh, by the way, here's another 500 million for you. Uh, 
That included the first lump sum, the first uh, $10 million to support the transportation of equipment in support of maintaining Ukrainians' energy infrastructure. In other words, starting to rebuild their network of uh, power lines and all of that stuff. And, you know, I talked uh, yesterday in great length that uh, when this whole thing is over and done with, and, uh, you know, even if Russia decides to pull away and walk away, uh, you know, Ukraine could be left with nothing but cities in rubble, infrastructure destroyed. Who's going to pay to rebuild all that? Because you know what? The Ukrainians don't have that kind of deep pockets anywhere. They don't have money put away like that. So there's $10 million uh, in this latest $500 million for transportation and energy infrastructure. Now, you might wonder where, you know, how much money of this $113 billion of aid that the United States has committed already, how does that compare with, oh, I don't know, military budgets of other countries? Well, According to uh, the, a story that I read uh, in the wire services this morning, and I'm trying to see who this was written. This is Breitbart by Christina Wong. Excuse me. She had in here that of the $113 billion that the uh, United States has committed, that eclipses the annual military budgets of every country in the world except the United States and China. Only the United States and China are spending more money on their military than what we have given to the Ukraine. And you just heard Joe Biden talking about our coalition. What's a coalition? I remember the coalition during the Iraq war, during that uh, war. The coalition was made up of countries that had a uh, that had a uh, they had themselves in the in the fight. Uh, England was in it. Uh, we were in it. Uh, there were eight or nine other countries that were in it, meaning we had committed troops. So when Joe Biden says our coalition, do we have any troops on the ground in uh, in Ukraine? I don't believe so, unless somebody has snuck people in there for training trainers or something like that at this point. But I don't believe we have anybody in there. So he should have said this, our financial coalition supporting them. I mean, it's just a technicality. I understand that. But but let me let me uh, just give you an idea. This is out of that same story this morning of what things we gave to the Ukraine yesterday. The United States, your tax money, your back pocket, uh, you know, you reached in your wallet and gave additional ammunition for high mobility rocket uh, artillery rocket systems. Uh, they're called HIMARS. An ad- additional 155-meter mili- uh, uh, artillery rounds, 155 artillery rounds, tons of them. Additional 120-millimeter mortar mortar rounds. Those are bigger mortars than we carried in Vietnam. We had 81s. They, these are 120s, kind of like communist uh, forces carried 120s. Four air surveillance radar units. 500 Javelin anti-armored systems, approximately 2,000 anti-armor rockets, four Bradley Fire Support Team vehicles, two tactical vehicles to recover equipment, Claymore 
boy, I hadn't heard this word in a long time, not since the war, Claymore Anti-Personnel Munitions, configured to be compliant with the Ottawa Convention. Evidently, there was an Ottawa military uh, equipment convention which made it so that we could only use Claymores in certain ways or configured certain ways. We had Claymore mines in Vietnam. We put them out every night to suppress the enemy from coming into our positions. Demolition munitions, night vision devices, tactical superior commu- uh, tactical secure communication systems, medical supplies, and spare parts and other field equipment to the tune of a half a billion dollars. But the big one that struck me was the $10 million, and it's a small figure, but already to start building the energy infrastructure back up for this country. And the war isn't anywhere near over yet. We've got to take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more on the first hour here of uh, Sound Off on a Tuesday morning in the Northland. KDAL. The Democratic Party is leaning way left. They're going heavy, heavy radical left. Very extreme. All my soldiers march with me. KDAL time is 11.53, 11 in uh, Superior. Winds are calm right now in Superior, and we do have some sunshine coming through. Uh, but we know that's all going to change. And there is a winter oh, yeah. storm watch in effect for the Twin Ports, uh, Duluth and Superior. A winter storm watch in effect from tomorrow at noon. And that's going to go into uh, Thursday until 6 p.m. Now, um, we are going to have on tomorrow. Uh, well, no, yeah. What's today? Today, Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Right? Yep, yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to have uh, Pete Woods on uh, second hour with the Let the Sawdust Fly, and he's going to have a great guest this week. He's going to have Crad Janes, J-A-Y-N-E-S, who is the president of South Carolina Timber Producers Association, and he's been the... He's been that for the past 24 years. Crad is very colorful, he says, and excellent in his job. And get this now. South Carolina has a huge $23 billion timber industry. They have 5 million less acres of timber than we do here in Minnesota. 5 million less acres, and yet uh, they they produce 5 billion more in timber revenue than Minnesota. What does that tell you? Again, Minnesota, not that not that business friendly. Well, you're going to um, have to bring up the topic of this Huber engineered wood uh, debacle yes, here in northern Minnesota. Absolutely. And that has to be absolutely. a part of the discussion because, again, I, I hope that this isn't a lost cause. Uh, Cohasset, I hope so. it looks like, wow. won't. Uh, benefit from this, but uh, hopefully maybe another area of Itasca County or even here in St. Louis County, because this is, uh, Brad, there is such a growing demand for engineered wood, and they want to make it here in Minnesota, and uh, some people think it's a bad idea. Um, And and I don't know, maybe maybe there were some issues there that we were overlooking or regarding uh, wetlands. I don't know. But uh, let's get it right. Let's get it done. Let's get this thing going. That's it, Kenny. Get it right. And we have the avail- availability to get it right, I think. If we we can be the leader in setting up a copper nickel mine that is safe, environmentally sound, and produce 
literally billions of dollars of revenue for the state of Minnesota if we take the opportunity to do it right. What's our option? We, we get those same minerals that we need desperately, but we get them from the Congo or someplace where they uh, raise a bunch of kids and uh, bring them in like slaves and let them dig it out of the ground with their hands. Is that better? Does everybody feel good about that? Wow, we saved a potential spill. That's the way they always talk about it. Well, it might be. It could possibly. Yeah, it might be. It might never happen either. You may never get hit crossing the road. And then again, if you do it uh, without using any judgment, you might get hit. So I, I'm hoping it's going to work out to our benefit. Uh, we'll we'll find out. By the way, uh, just so everybody realizes, uh, there are some other good things happening uh, right now. Our own congressman, uh, Pete Stauber, has been appointed, uh, by the way, uh, as the chair of a very important organization now. He is now the head. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual title of it here. I think he's... Um, uh, let's see, yeah, I got to find it here. Anyway, he's uh, head of the Natural Mineral and Resources. Uh, yeah, great news. Uh, he said, I promised on day one, America, if you help me get rid of fire Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Republicans in the majority, that we're doing all we can do uh, to stop uh, Joe Biden and his runaway train of socialist policies. Uh, I have been appointed named the chair of the Energy and Minerals Committee. This means I'm leading the committee that oversees permitting for our energy and mineral industry. Thank God. So maybe he can get some things done in that in that uh, realm right here in the Northland. Anyway, as we go to this first hour break, I got to give you a little heads up. I'm going to step away from the mic for a few minutes. Kenny's going to have it covered. I have a video conference with my doctor at the VA, and I, I uh, didn't, I couldn't get it scheduled for any other time other than just a few minutes right at the top of the hour. When we come back, I want to get uh, much further into this whole thing about this uh, this new legislation that's out there, and also I want to talk a little bit about how Biden has spurred the U.S. oil and gas industry, and yet now all of a sudden we are buying millions of barrels of oil the dirtiest oil manufactured in the world today from Venezuela. That's right. The Biden administration has uh, contracted with Chevron to ship more than 100,000 barrels a day of Venezuela crude under a licensing agreement with the Treasury Department, and Venezuela produces possibly the dirtiest, most uh, unclean oil, crude oil out there on the market today. But Biden wants this crude oil, but he's not willing to go get it from our own U.S. manufacturers. He's not willing to say to our own people, hey, let's create some jobs. Let's uh, get some of this done right here in this country. He had a pipeline so, coming out of Canada that he uh, yeah, shut there you down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, we're about done with our number one, but uh, we will be back very shortly uh, right here on uh, Sound Off on 610 KDAL with the afternoon edition coming up.